0: All right, how's it going, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be chatting with my new friend, Ian Lobos. Now, Ian is a coaching pioneer and the leader of the Men on Purpose movement. He's helping people be more intentional and live more purposefully by helping them get awareness and clarity. His mantra is illuminate and eliminate. He helps clients get rid of the way, their old ways of thinking by doing what no longer serves them. Now, Ian's background is in psychology and building successful businesses, which has helped him work with clients from the inside out. Drawing from his own wealth of life experience, he works on human beings first and then the business person. Now, in this episode, you're going to love it. We talk about the ultimatum his wife gave him that changed his life about five, six years ago how your income can actually hide your real shit as a man that you really need to take a deeper look at to build the life that you were really meant to live, the top five characteristics of an irreplaceable man and the biggest killer of men living their purpose. Don't forget that we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to Amazon and grab the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, the book, available now. All right, all right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host Xander Fryer, and today we've got my new friend Ian Lobos on the
1: show. Ian, welcome to the party, man. How you doing? Thanks, dude. You know what's interesting? As as much as I've done this, when you're saying and teeing me up like in a welcome, I'm like, oh my god, what do I say now? Like this, is my it's so strange. Yeah. My brain. <laughs> doesn't doesn't well, matter how many times you've done it. No. No. Well, my God, what am I going to say? Stop it. You know, just like, stop it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. Well, Ian, you know, I'm, I'm definitely really interested in digging into a lot of things you have to talk about around. You're the founder of men on purpose and the movement that's going on there. Uh, the podcast, the mastermind, the retreats, everything.
1: Yeah.
0: How did you get to this point in your life? Now I know you have a past as an entrepreneur and I'd love for everybody to kind of hear that journey of what got you to this point of like really focusing on men on purpose.
1: It sounds so cool when you, when you, when, when you hear somebody else say like this movement that you're creating, cause that's exactly what it is. And yeah. it's cool for me but to that's hear also my
0: job to make it sound really cool.
1: right?
0: Hopefully I did a good
1: job. You did a great job, man. You made me, you made me feel special and you made me want to talk about it. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting is, is it came from. Um, a place that a lot of men are in, right. I'm, I'm 40 years old. And at this point I'm, you know, in my early thirties and I'm just, I'm, I'm using business and money and success as my identity and my driver in life and my whole reason for being and my value proposition to the world. I'm not focused on me. I'm focused on everybody else serving them so that they'll love me. They'll care about me. I'll be important in their eyes. It's, and, it's actually
0: coming from a place of lack of self worth, trying oh, to be 100%. important to other people. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: hundred percent. And then there's this time at you know the end of 2016 when my wife says, "Um, you got to make some changes, or I got to go." And my daughter was almost a year old at that point, wow. and I remember it not being a a typical like BS, you know, answer from her. Like, you got to make some changes. This was firm. This was quiet and calm. This was like, I know who you are, and you are not acting like that guy. And I know this is going to register with a lot of guys out there. Like, I was not an authentic person. If you took that money away from me, I would have melted into the ground at that point. If you would have taken my success and my money away and my stupid suits that I wore that I fucking hated, if you took those away, or you took my record every month or my number one sales guy in the you know as a real estate I was a freaking real estate agent. If you took that away from me, I would have I what I thought was I was going to die. Because I'd yeah. be worthless, right? I'd be nobody. I'd be just a part of the crowd and, and when you're a part of the crowd, you're nobody. You're not anything different, yeah. you're nobody. So your whole identity
0: hit, was wrapped up in that title and that income.
1: Yeah. And what it could provide, and by the way, what it provided was an option to not deal with my shit, right? That's what it provided. And by the way, you know what I learned in college? How to avoid uh, dealing with my pain. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I figured that'd be appropriate for this one. What lot, I learned in a college.
0: Near, yeah, yeah. A lot Dude. of late nights, yeah.
1: I learned how to avoid, escape, and, and not deal with my internal struggles. That's what I learned in college. So, of course, I perpetuated that habit from college onto my professional career. And um, and I, I associate it with like, it's like your life is a piece of shit. And you don't realize it because it's candy coated, because money candy coats shit. If you think about it, yeah. you'd probably pick up a piece of shit that was wrapped in $10,000. You would totally, probably. 100% pick up a pile of shit that was wrapped in $10,000. No problem, right? Because yep, you wouldn't be 100%. thinking about the shit. You'd be thinking about the 10 grand and what it could do. So I think most guys, myself included, life was, you know, had the options of money. So I didn't have to sit and face the the reality or the inevitable that was happening, which is my relationship is deteriorating. My marriage is a ma- a major, in a major crisis. My fatherhood is in major question my integrity is completely gone i will do anything for that next dollar and i don't know how to get out of this cycle i got i'm in deep with debt or you know like expenses and i have this vision that i need to get out and i for my life for my family for my wife for my marriage for my daughter and i don't know how to get off that vicious cycle roller coaster and so every year the money Candy coated the shit and it made me push it off. You know, I know my wife's pissed at me, but if I buy her this or if I take her on this vacation or if we go out to dinner tonight, like it should be okay. Or If I send her flowers from the office or have my assistant do it, um, that, that should be fine. I'll smooth it over. It'll buy me time, right? Money buys options and it buys opportunity. And then that fateful day was, um, the money couldn't buy an opportunity or an option anymore. Right, yeah. my my checks have been yeah. my checks were now being declined. <laughs> my card was declined, yeah. and my cash was no good here. So, what she said to me next still kind of, still kind of chokes me up today. Which was, "Are you really the model of a man that you want your daughter to attract in her life one day?" And dude, I, it, it it sends shivers through me still because, I, I, I. I couldn't fight. Like I had nothing left in me. I had no defense mechanism. My swords, my shields were all down. All weapon systems were off. And I just looked at her and I started tearing up and I said, I'm not. And she said, and you have to make a choice and to change now, or she is going to see you as a model. And she is going to attract that guy. And there's nothing you can do about it later on. And you will have to know and live with the regrets and the disappointment That you could have done something and you didn't. You could have said, you know what, I'm worth it and my daughter's worth it and this relationship is worth it and and I'm going to face the scary, I'm going to stop running from the monster, I'm going to turn and face him and I'm going to do whatever it takes to move through my stuff so that I can find out who I really am and what really makes me tick in this world. And that's what I did. And I became extremely obsessed with personal development and... And at that moment, the person I felt like was, I felt replaceable. And I felt like it would actually be pretty easy. And I'll give you a quick story. My mentor, I called, my mentor at the time, I called him and I said, I think my wife's going to leave me and I'm not sure what to do. And this guy had been married like four or five times. And he said, "Um, let me paint a picture of what life looks like for you if you make this choice and not a choice to make changes in yourself because- in you is where you're going to get the results out here, right? You think like, oh, my wife should change because it's a relationship. That's not it. You change. Yeah. So I got very clear on that. And he said, you're going to walk up, you're going to drive up to a house that you're probably paying for. And you're going to walk up this sidewalk and you notice two cars in the driveway that are you're probably paying for. Right. And I'm only saying that because I'm the breadwinner. So like my wife's not going to go out and get some high-paying job that wasn't our deal our deal was I Mm -hmm. provide and she takes care of the home and family and uh and there's probably eventually going to be a guy that answers the door when you ring the doorbell because your relationship sucks to where you can't walk in her house anymore and there's a guy that answers and the guy says hey Ian what's up man let me grab your kids and goes and grabs my kids and hugs and kisses them goodbye and I'm watching this and they walk down the stairs with me and I'm going oh my god I could have done something and I didn't. I'm the biggest asshole. I I hurt my children. And now this dude, which by the way, isn't going to be like me because she's already tried my model out and she ain't going back to the same model. Yeah, (laughs) right. And, and, and I will have to live with that regret and the fact that I was replaced as a husband and a father. And if you want to get into it and a dick, right. And a provider and a, Keep going, and an ear and a shoulder. I was pr- I was replaced because I refused to do the work on me. So, yeah. men on purpose was born out of becoming irreplaceable and doing what I needed to do for me to become an irreplaceable man, husband, father, and leader for not only myself, my family, for other men, for my business, so that regardless of what happened on the outside world, I couldn't be replaced because. I'm the most authentic version of me. And there's only me. It's yeah. only me. I'm not, I'm not the hollow shell of, a, of an in, imposter like a lot of men out there who are living vicariously through this external world of identity and they have no clue who they are inside. So that scared the shit out of me. And I set out on this journey to understand and build a system for myself to become irreplaceable.
0: I love that, man. I think, yep. you know, personally, you and I were kind of chatting about this before, you know, for the lights and the mics turned turned on. But personally, I think, you know, men helping understand this stuff, understanding themselves, turning on the lights, taking a deep look is is one of the most important things we can do for the world to solve all the major problems in the world. Sure. Right. Because, uh, you know, wh- whether we want to believe it or not, men do run a lot of, you know, a high, high majority of the, the you know, the things going on in the world. And when men aren't willing to take a deep look at their honest shit, the majority of those things are run from fear or from lack of self-worth or lack of self-confidence in who they truly are. Yeah. Um, you know, my question to you is because you you were lucky enough to have in my opinion not only one good coach one good mentor but two In your wife your it sounds like your wife is probably one of the best Absolutely. coaches you've ever had and she called you out on your shit. yeah why why is it so hard you know you went down this personal development journey i'm sure you've been to all the seminars and all the stuff like i have why is it that every time we go to one of those it's about 10 15 men and about 80 percent women in these in these audiences and why is it so hard for men to start to face their shit and actually start to fix this stuff.
1: Honestly, I think it's a farther fall. I think the habits and the programming that men have, most men have, especially from like two or three generations ago, it, it, they're so much farther from that line than I think yeah. women are in general. They're so much farther from that, that feminine energy that they need to tap into and that emotional and like feelings registration that they need yeah and i think men like dude women are tough as shit like yeah. none of us could have a baby are you nuts <laughs> i watched my wife i watched my wife who's who like dodges a fly right own yeah. popping babies out i watched her true power right <laughs> and i could never do that Yeah, like never. i am nothing compared to I you. am nothing compared <laughs> dude i honestly I, I i had some major issues after that like <laughs> my own, my own power, and and so uh, uh, I, I just I truly believe that men are so far from that based on programming and upbringing, and honestly, obviously, it's not everyone; it's just just the majority. And I think most men are so afraid of what that other side of personal development looks like—the gap, right? When you jump the canyon from the side yeah. you're on, who you are, what you're doing, what you have, the results of your life here, and then there's a gap, right? A canyon. And then there's the other side, which you know is possible, you know you're capable of, Yet you just, you just don't have an understanding of how to get there. I think that jump and that landing on the other side is so scary that they'd rather yeah. deal with the shit now than, or they'd rather deal with the shit in the future and like when it's kind of not real in the present moment than actually yeah. face it in the present moment, you know? It's like the fear of yeah. a future regret of versus the pain of action now.
0: It's, yeah, it's almost like, you know, I, I'd rather deal with the hell I know than the, than the heaven that yeah. I don't know, right? It's yeah. like, I know, I know this hell, and it's, it's familiar to me, so that means it's yeah. comfortable to me, even if it yeah. is hell.
1: Dude, right? here's the other thing, though. The other yeah. thing is, regardless of their professional status and what they've achieved, money, success, power, rank, whatever, these guys, most of them, like most of the coaching clients that come to me, they don't trust themselves And they do not believe in themselves enough to actually stick with this thing and be consistent and keep it sustainable. So most men that I'm talking to are actually afraid of success. And that success on the other side of that canyon, that jump, they're so terrified that they won't be able to maintain that, that they'd rather stay in the shit, get divorced, face their children not loving them, face being a dad that's certainly not enviable Mm -hmm. that is replaceable then actually face the unknown and the unpredictability of who they have to be to continue and keep this thing up because they can keep the facade up because all you have to do is frame the picture right and post it on facebook and it looks good right you can buy an s class right thank you instagram for making sure that i can maintain my (laughs) facade right right dude like i said it when when your shit life And we're talking the difference between personal life and business life. Business life, most men are crushing it and they're using that to make themselves feel worthy in their personal life. Like they're putting a badge, right? A car's badge on their shit life and making it float up. They're putting the bigger house and the cooler toys and the bigger vacations and the clothes and the golf trips and the this and the that. And then they're masking it all with the drinking and the drugs and the porn and the gambling and the cheating and whatever it might be in my world, we call them angles of avoidance. And that formula is actually okay right now. There's not a lot of pain in that yeah. formula except for the, maybe the future regret that they can't feel now. Whereas yeah. if I'd make this jump, I actually have to show up daily now. for now. myself. Yeah. Right. Now I gotta, I gotta actually like share shit with my wife and be vulnerable I might be able to do that once in a while when I have a couple too many beers or shots of whiskey. I'm not going to do that as a regular occurrence. That's stupid. I'm not going to yeah. cry to my wife. And and I think too many guys think that they will be perceived as weak or yeah. a pushover. And I can tell you right now that the most attractive thing that any guy could probably have to a woman is openness to his heart, his real heart, not the bullshit like first date heart. I'm talking real heart where you can have... Uninterrupted, unencumbered conversations with your spouse, your partner, about how you feel and what you're scared of, and how you can work through those things together. And then what your plan is, right? Go back to the masculine. What your plan is to get yourself through that? You can't just share yeah. your insecurities with your wife and not share the masculine side of that plan. She's not masculine gonna like that. Well.
0: But that's and, and and I love what you're talking about here, right? Because it is you know it's important. I think for men listening to right right now, it's like men have both masculine and feminine energy in themselves and finding the balance women have masculine and feminine energies in themselves. And I think we're, you know, media and like you mentioned, generational programming and media for, for decades has programmed us that like men behave a certain way and it's just all masculine, yeah. right? And yes. that's all you're supposed to be is you're supposed to be emotionless. You're supposed to be stoic. You're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be that, like all of these things. And it's like, the truth is we all have both sides of this in us. And learning how to balance between the two and be able to be vulnerable and open and honest, but also be masculine and go get shit done, solve the problems, all of that sort of shit. Yes. But that's not that's not how we're programmed to actually think that we should behave. So when we have these other sides, we go, no, screw that, like not gonna happen.
1: No. Right? No. So it's hard. It's hard for guys. Yeah. So
0: so let me ask you this. You mentioned you mentioned obviously that you know a lot of the men that you're working with, they have all these these things that hold them, hold them back. The, the angles, angles of avoidance, you mentioned, let me ask you this, what does, you know, for all the men that are listening right now, and maybe for the, for the women that are listening and they want to go share this with their man so they can let their man know what an indispensable man looks like. What, what, what would you say are the qualities of an indispensable man? Someone that you could not replace.
1: Oh, irreplaceable. Irreplaceable, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, indispensable is to is too (laughs) (laughs) death-like irreplaceable
0: irreplaceable
1: (laughs) irreplaceable is a creation of this man honestly dude there's a lot um the first one that comes to my mind is vulnerability and i think that's made me more of an irreplaceable man because i'm able to be someone that my wife trusts that i am clear and confident and even courageous with my feelings and emotions. Um, I think an irreplaceable man, in fact, I know an irreplaceable man advocates for himself. He doesn't bitch and complain and go out and make a bunch of excuses, right? Those angles of avoidance are your coping mechanisms. They're your escape tactics. And, and again, we learn that shit in college. We learn that shit in school. Yeah. You, you, like, if, you look at the, if you look at the couple different types of people, you got, you got people who went to college and partied their asses off to avoid right and you went to you got to college and you saw the people that didn't part their asses off and they studied 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 because one was avoiding the now and one was avoiding the inevitable future they were going to have right the guys who yeah. were studying all the time were were making sure that their future was set because they were afraid of something so that was their compensation that was their avoidance there was no counterbalance yeah. there now i did know a yeah. lot of guys frankly in the college that i went to who did and were able to counterbalance the party life the school life they had it i think they had it pretty dialed in but those guys like being able to advocate for yourself and say what you need from a personal level from a self-care and self-love level which by the way are the other qualities that a man on purpose or an irreplaceable man have, or they are in touch and in love with themselves they actually like themselves and they are kind to themselves and have grace and they take care of themselves and not in a, you know, buying expensive clothes, making yourself look good from that exterior, right? I'm talking about from the interior, like you set a goal and you know that your physical health and nutrition is important. So you're sticking to it. And I think one of the last ones that's really big is that an irreplaceable man makes commitments and has ultimate integrity to those commitments. And he does whatever the fuck it takes to make them happen. Right. And he yeah. doesn't make excuses and he doesn't blame other people. He owns his shit. And he is he is in full integrity. And he can also back off his defense mechanisms, puts his swords down and say, Hey, I messed up. I'm sorry, yeah. I messed up. And here's what my put, plan put is. Put the pride to away, away. Put yeah.
0: the pride away and actually open up a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that man. What what do you think are are some of the biggest things? That prevent us from becoming that man, that vulnerability, that taking ownership, that self-care, all of those things, keeping, keeping our agreements. I love that one.
1: Sure. Honestly, besides the fear of what the future holds and the, and the, and the, the unknown of, of the, you know, consistency of success, it's worrying about what other people think, worrying about what other people are doing. That's a, that's a killer. It's a death sentence. It's a death sentence. That guy has this and not realizing that your life and the process of your life is your life and nobody's life is your life so that guy had you know was a millionaire at 22 and you're 72 and you just became a millionaire who cares like th- there's there's a there's a, just just this beautiful grounded present understanding you know like one of our missions is to empower men to free themselves of internal restriction and constraint which means they are in charge of their feelings, their emotions, and themselves inside. So when the outside world yeah. presses down on them, they're, they're not affected. Or they choose to be affected. It's their choice either way. Yet they are empowered with choice. And um, yeah, man, I, I, I really think the comparison thing, forget about college. We're taught that in kindergarten. Compare, 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 compare.
0: It's evolutionary, right? It's like yeah. If you if you think about it, that comparison, it's if you're in a small tribe and you were to get like socially outcast or something, you'd you'd actually die, right? So so you have to you have to you know be like getting criticized or being judged by others is one of our biggest fears in just evolutionarily.
1: Yeah, you know the other thing that I was thinking about that maybe we call it a reason or an excuse is um, that most men are modeling and we can talk about maybe kind of call this in the comparison. Most men are modeling other men that they don't want to be. They just want what that person huh. has. Right. And so one of the things so they, I they, teach,
0: they model these men just based on the external view of what they might show they have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Take Grant Cardone. It's you, perfect you, example. Someone? Yeah. Perfect yeah. example. Um, I teach our, I teach our guys in mental purpose and in our coaching programs and our retreats, our masterminds, like I teach them, you model after some who someone is not after what they have, right. Or what they do. So you don't model after someone cause they're a millionaire. You model after someone cause they're a great person or a great dad or a great husband, or you love the way that this guy cares for his wife or shows up to the playground with his children. Oh, by the way, he drives a Bugatti. That's fucking cool. Okay. Yeah. That guy's my model, right? In my opinion, and all you Cardone fans, I'm 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 obsessed, right? Don't (laughs) worry. I read the book. I totally agree with the be obsessed or be average. And if you're watching this, you can see the level of obsession and intensity on my face. (laughs) Like, I I don't think that you want to follow the human that Grant has become. Yeah. I think that you like what he represents, the fancy. The free, the life, the jets, the skiing, the this, and guaranteed if you dug into that relationship and had a lie detector on his wife and his kids, I would be willing to bet. Now, I don't have information on this, so I'm, I'm, I'm gauging from the outside, right? I'm willing to bet that it is not what you would want for your marriage, fatherhood, self, whatever. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Too many guys get on Instagram and they go, God, man, this dude's got a jet. This guy's crushing it. Well, the guy's also 80 pounds overweight, right? Smoking weed every day. Can't keep a relationship for more than four weeks, right? Going through girls like that. Total womanizer. Like he's got addiction issues. He's got tons of cash. Just trying to, Instagram- trying to
0: fill all the gaps with right. money, drugs, and women. And that's that's what
1: he's 100%. Doing. So do you want to follow a man like that? Because who he is is a constant avoidance of his shit inside. Or do you want to follow yeah. a guy that that drives an economy car yet has a beautiful connection with his wife? Because by the way, if you got your shit together as a coach, you could go coach that guy on his financial side, right? Think about that. You could coach that guy because you model after him as who he was as a man and you could help him maybe make more money if that's your forte, if that's your gift. So yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is men, in my opinion, really need to start analyzing the men they're modeling after based on who they are, not what they do or what they have.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's, it, what's coming to me, it's like, in, in, you know, you're and you're a parent and I'm a soon to be parent, a hopefully soon to be parent. So I've been learning a lot about what it means to be a dad. And like you mentioned, you know, you're, you're the whole idea of your daughter modeling who you were. Yep. Right. As yeah. the future man that she might date and marry. Right. And just thinking about that, it's this whole idea of like we model the behaviors and who that person is, even yep. though it's the outcome that we're we're looking at. So I think that's I think that's really important. To look at that. When you're looking at people to mentor you, or when you're looking at people that you want to be like them or you're following, they're influencing you, make sure that they're the type of person you want to be. Yep. Um, so so obviously now that you have become the man you want to be, or maybe you're still in the process of becoming that man, always I know process, I'm always man. Always, a always in the process of becoming yeah. that man. And, you know, the, to be honest, as soon as we stop focusing on that process, we start to unbecome that man and we got to get back. It's, a, it's constant work. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this. You've, you've had money. You've, you've worked on your relationship with your wife, with your, uh, with your daughter. Now where you're at, what does it mean to you to be successful in life? Like what would the definition of success be to you?
1: Oh, I get asked this a lot. And I have so many different answers. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one that created my life here in Southern California. I started to paint this picture where money wasn't the measure, which most men, money, car, suit, office, floor height, promotion, right? Bonus check, that is the measure. I think there's 50 measures of success besides those like four or five. And we've got to open up. My measure of success Um, has nothing to do with money anymore. Money is just a lag indicator that actually flows from the success that I have, right? And it's not from the clients that I take on. It's for the time that I said, right, make a commitment, own it, honor it, have integrity to it. It's the time that I said, hey, let's go to the beach at 3 p.m. Got it, let's roll. Or I'm gonna spend the rest of the evening with my kids. Or my commitment to not start work before 10, not like working, you know what I mean? Like on my business or in my business and not uh, do anything after four or 5 p.m. when my kids get home from school. Being the dad that I truly want to be and not facing the regrets of not doing the stuff that I know I want, yet I'm so like obsessed and focused Mm -hmm. on my business because it's my, you know, fulfillment and whatever. That's the stuff that is successful. Like when I'm pushing my kids on a swing in Malibu and on the beach, and I'm watching a sunset, that's success to me. When I, can, when I get outside in the middle of January, and, um, and, I'm, and I'm taking a run, or, or like walking through my neighborhood with my wife in a t-shirt, that's success yeah. to me. Because I created it, and some people can argue, well, didn't you have to have money to, to create it? Yeah, of course. We live in a society that takes money, so that's a given. Slice that off. I have this life because of the man I've become. I have this life because of the commitments that I've made and the success comes from when I say a goal is to connect with my wife on a deeper level and I hit it, success. right? When I get up in the morning and I can see and I can stand up and brush my teeth, there's a success right there. So I'm measuring so much of my daily gratitude as success because I created that. That when money flows... It's like, of course money flows because I'm so aligned with the formula for my life. I told you, everything I run in our business is in formulas. I'm so aligned with the formula of my life that money just flows. It's just a given. It's a natural occurrence. There's no hustle. There's no grind in me. There's just this flow. And it comes from slowing down. And I think that's probably the biggest success that I've ever had. I've made a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money. One of the biggest successes I've ever had was teaching myself how to slow down, not work so much, not take on more, more, not do, 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 slow down, sit with myself, take time for my family. Probably the biggest biggest successes of my life. Besides, you know, having, you know, having children and, and, and like creating cool things for myself, it's probably it slowing down.
0: Love that, man! You'd fit right yep. in here down in Costa Rica. Come, slow down, um, down
1: I, I think I'm going to need to take a trip down there.
0: <laughs> gonna gonna need to come down. No, I I love all of that. You're preaching preaching to the choir over here, yeah. man. Um, I, I'm always interested. I'm always interested. You know, for people like yourself that are constantly trying to, uh, you know, better themselves and better their practices, and like you mentioned, keeping your agreements is a big part of that. Do you have Do you have any I wanna call them habits or maybe processes or weird things from a self-development, personal development standpoint that you do. Uh, maybe it's a morning routine. Maybe it's an evening routine. Maybe it's just something really random that you do that's been really crucial for your success that most people don't. Uh, anything that you can think of that's just like, most people don't do this, but I do. And I think it's I think it's just been super <laughs> powerful for me.
1: Yeah, dude, i I think one of the biggest habits that I have is that I trust myself and I listen to my body and I flow with, with the season of life that I'm in. So, and, and by the way, I listen to my wife because she knows me as well, if not better than I know yeah. me. So when, when my wife comes down at like 5 30 AM or the night, you know, night before like a Sunday, she comes down and this happened a couple months ago. And she's like, it's Sunday night, we're going to bed. And she goes, Hey, uh, why don't you wake up tomorrow and go get some fresh air? Just walk the neighborhood. And I said, "Yeah, oh, I got you know, I got to meditate, I got to breath work, I got to journal, I got to, blah, 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 you know this this routine that's so yeah. freaking rigid. Sometimes, <clears throat> um, I kind of had lost track of of the flex and flow, and so I think the flex and flow. Because by the way, that that turn got me like into that fresh air and started me on another level of a health journey." that sitting here meditating and doing breath work wouldn't. Now, not to say wouldn't that be. meditating and breath work isn't great. It's great. It's not for that season of life. So I honestly think that being able to trust myself and make pivots and shifts and, and, flex, and be flexible with mm-hmm. my routines is a, is a massive reason for you know, success at whatever level. And, and, maybe, and
0: maybe even intellectually when it might not make sense, just kind of going with that flow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When it, when it doesn't make sense to the natural brain, right? The natural brain is kind of like the program brain. The authentic brain is the one that is present. doesn't have the programming and the stuff from the past. It doesn't make sense to the natural brain because the natural brain is going obsessed, man. You got to be obsessed. You got to stick with it, man. If you don't stick with it, it's not. And I go, well, what's, what? What serves me best in this moment? I don't want the audience to ask themselves that question next time they're like up against their natural and authentic brain. What serves me best in this moment? Is it meditating or is it walking and getting fresh air? It's walking, got it. Does that align more with my goals or not more aligned with my goals? It aligns, got it. Go do that. It's no gray area, that's a formula. One plus one equals two. You can't tell me you feel like it equals three. You can tell me that tomorrow let's see how we feel about one plus one equals two one plus one equals two and by the way for any of those people listening that are like whack jobs against science or whatever turn this off yeah don't don't bother don't bother listening you're, you're too right. you're yeah. too blocked up you're not coachable get out of here no i'm just kidding i'm not kidding actually you're not coachable <laughs> you're not coachable if you don't believe in in in, in evidence-based science um the, when we run these equations we can track our performance and we can track and measure our results and we don't have to think and feel through them. I feel like I should have meditated this morning. Well, I didn't because at that moment I knew that that meditation didn't serve me and now I'm learning to trust myself. And what those decisive actions do is build the habit of trust inside of you which I think a lot of guys are lacking. Plus it also it also builds the habit of putting you first, which you have to be selfish in this game. You have to, especially if you're a husband and a father, you must be selfish. And Honestly, dude, the, the theory that I, that I wake up to every morning is your life, your business, your marriage, your fatherhood, everything in your life is up to you today and your life will grow to the extent that you do today. So if your life does not become what you want it to today or you do not get the results you want today, it is 100% on me, 100% on me. And for those guys that go, well, what about other people? You're the problem. You're still the problem. Yeah. Face it all on you and understand what that will do for your possibilities and potential. It's amazing.
0: I love that, man. I think, I think that's truly what it means to be a man. So I think that's a, that's a great place to, to yeah. segue off, man. I think, uh, I think our audience is going to get a ton from this. Uh, really appreciate the time today. This has been an cool. absolute pleasure. Man. Um, Ian, where can people learn more about men on purpose, about your podcast and about some of your trainings?
1: Yeah. Menonpurpose.net is our site. They've got, like the masterminds are on there. The retreats are on there. The courses, the one-on-one coaching's on there. Um, and there's a lot of free stuff on there too, which i like anything they want, you can have. Um, Perfect. and then Instagram is Ian.Lobas, L O B A S and same with TikTok, Ian.Lobas. And they can just watch little reels that my team puts together of me just spitting some fire and and getting aggressive and abrasive and you know like yeah, intense with personal growth and development. I just look we we are put on this planet for a reason that probably isn't what we're going after most of the time. And I think our job as as leaders in this space is to help men align with their true mission and vision and purpose on this planet and it's not to work and it's not to raise kids. So When we get you out of that cycle, those are your obligations, by the way, (laughs) when you get you out of that cycle, like fulfillment that you've never felt before alignment and, and like just true joy is, is really felt. And, and I encourage, I encourage people to just push themselves to just like do something after this podcast and like take another step toward that true fulfillment or understanding why they're actually here on this planet. Super rewarding.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. Ian, this yeah. has been great for everybody listening. Make sure to go check out menonpurpose.net. Check out, check out Ian on Instagram, on TikTok. Take that step, like you mentioned, because that's how it all starts. Take that yeah. one first step so you can start changing your life. Uh, and I think you're going to, th- the future version of you, I think is going to thank yourself now. So Ian, yes. thanks a ton, man. It's been a pleasure, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.